This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genazit Hayed. This is a toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture, only on lineupmedia.fm. Genazit, Genazit, Pyre Louis in Spisek, Hayastan, Artsakh, we love you guys. And today on our show, on uh, Toast to Armenia and Armenia Proud here. We have Nadik Margarian, and guess what? He was on our show before, and it was a great time. And, well, you know what? I said we got to get him back on with all the circumstances going on right now with Artsakh and uh, Armenia. I'd love to hear his perspective on how to stay upbeat and how to get everything morale-wise up. And uh, I know he's part of arm comedy and uh these guys just do everything they can to cheer it's it's kind of like the daily show of uh united states and uh they they do an excellent job and uh we got nautic on right now nautic how are you hi everyone it's it's cool to be on your show again well it's a pleasure to have you Yachbar. it's a pleasure to have you and uh everything going on uh, over there um i mean we hear all sorts of news uh I have uh, so many sites, and uh, I mean, you take you take everything out of grain to where you, you don't know what is real, what is going on. I I believe our news, but tell me a little bit about uh, the people in Hayastan. What news are you guys getting, and uh, do you guys say, well, you know what, this is fake, this is not fake, this is fake, this is the real? I mean, how do you guys cope with yeah. all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's really tough. I wish. We'd have a chance to speak in better circumstances. Uh, right now, figuring out the news is what we've taken on because there's so much news that look like Armenian, but they're not. There's so much uh, biased news in the world. And uh, to a regular user, it's quite, quite easy to kind of confuse the two. So what we did is we took our show and restructured it a little bit. We now do this thing called fake news hunt, and we do it in three in three languages: in English, in Russian, and in Armenian. Beautiful. For three uh, markets, where we take stories, fake stories that Azerbaijan is just throwing in. The, basically, they have um, stories that they they are making up as they go along, and some bigger stories that fake news that have been on for thirty years, uh, like. Uh, Recently, we were debunking this story that uh, uh, Ilham Aliyev, Azerbaijan's president, keeps claiming that they have 30,000 Armenians living in Azerbaijan without <laughs> any tra- tra- problems right now. So they're oh, a yeah. uh, really cool country. <laughs> we did some digging. It's exactly 163 Armenians that live, live there. And it's actually like a 10 years census so probably less than that. So it's stories like, like this that he, <clears throat> whenever he goes on a really big news show, uh, like on CNN or on Al Jazeera, BBC, and he just, you know, he keeps mentioning these things, and eventually they turn out to be lies. Like, first he said there were no Turkish F-16s fighting, and then there was this um, photograph made from the satellite that showed it was there, and then he went on, yeah, they are there, we're simply not using them. And they're just sitting there. 
They're just uh, sitting yeah, there. Yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. Gift from Turkey. Yeah. Uh, from day one, they're using Syrian terrorists, Syrian mercenaries yeah. during the war. And he, he kept saying that we don't even need that. Our army is so glorious. And today we've captured another Syrian mercenary and he was interviewed by our Minister of Defense. So there's now video evidence. I mean, <laughs> the man is there and he's alive. He's like breathing evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And you Turkey know what they do, Nardik, you know what they do is whatever news we have, they just erase Armenia and put Azerbaijan. It's not even. It, it almost sounds exactly, like. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost sounds like they exactly. just took a pencil eraser and took Armenia off and put Azerbaijan on yeah, every so news we, out we there. One day delay. One day delay between these two. The real news <laughs> and then whatever happened to them. And actually, that was one of. That's actually one that we're working on to so, to show this pet. Narek, I'm losing you. I'm losing you. I'm losing you. Is is there any uh, chance you could stay in one area that you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was walking around the house a little bit. I got a little bit excited. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, well, yes, the there's this pattern of them taking. Uh, there, there's this pattern of them taking our news stories and then uh, recycling and using it as their own, like. If with the Syrian terrorists, they said that we had some Kurdish PKK. terrorists or yeah. someone. Yeah. yeah, and they they actually used a photo. Uh, they had this evidence, let's oh say, my a God. photo of I one guy, that. and he turned out to be an Armenian actor, a famous Armenian actor who plays in the shows. He's now in the army, and they showed his photo as a PKK fighter. And uh, the exactly same thing happened four years ago during the April War. They used a photograph of Nazani Hovanishan, our most famous actress, and called her a, a sniper, a female sniper fighting for Armenia. So the tactics they're using is just uh, ridiculous. But since they have all the oil money, yeah. they are buying news outlets. They are creating news outlets. These are uh, news websites that are designed to look real. Uh, and they have fake news. And sometimes... You know, be, you, you cannot know every website, right? And people get confused and people share. That's why um, there's a big group of people uh, fighting that on the Internet. We are there uh, on Twitter, on Facebook and all other social media trying to expose these lies and uh, show and work with the professional real news because they do need this work. Uh, because remember, day one. When this happened, uh, every major news outlet said, said uh, fighting erupted, uh, not uh, specifically saying who started it, because they had this uh, neat vacuum of information. That's why it is our duty to provide this world news outlet with information constantly, so they have stuff to talk about, so we can show them what is important to talk about. Yachpar, I've also noticed. I've also noticed that. And it bothers the hell out of me, and it's got to bother everyone that's Armenian out there too. Uh, both sides, and quote unquote, both sides accuse each other of the attack here yeah. or attack. God damn it, that's not that's not real, man. That they're the ones attacking. So why should I have to just sit there and take it? And when I do take exactly. it, 
when I do take it, no one's there to help me. So what am I supposed to do? Is this a, a genocidal way of doing things like they did in 1915? I can't fight back. If I fight back, then they say, we need to stop the aggression on both sides. Well, you know what? Yeah, it, yeah, and, it's crazy. You see how frustrating that is. You would assume that in 1915, okay, there were no telephone lines. These things were uh, difficult to report from the desert, you know, people dying somewhere, being massacred. You couldn't uh, deliver a letter or a telegram, but you now have internet. <laughs> you now have all this telecommunication, and it's still uh, fucking difficult. And uh, we've been uh, working on that front as well because, yes, all the, the they use the, the, this term was born, both-sidedism. They're using this oxidism because they don't have it, and Azerbaijan has always uh, denied the suggestion to have a monitoring mechanism that would clearly establish who started the fire. And let alone the logic, of course, is that Assad is living peacefully. They have nothing to take, nothing to, that they want to conquer. So it's obvious to attack, right? Uh, and even if you follow uh, interviews of Ilham Aliyev day, day, day by day, like first 20 days, he blatantly denies that they uh, attacked. He keeps accusing us of being the first to attack. But in the last 10 days, he really changed his rhetoric. He's no longer even challenging that. He's pretty much openly accepting that they were the ones who started the war and they want to finish it and blah, blah, blah. How, how, is, how is the morale? How is the morale in the Hayastan right now? Morale is pretty good. Morale is, I, I mean, I look at people and, you know, everyone inspires me because uh, everyone's trying to be useful in whatever area they can, in, in whatever they do. Like you have uh, this huge, uh, <clears throat> huge, pretty much uh, like, like a, a small town where they uh, collect uh, clothes, collect food, bandages, medications for the army. And these are all organized by volunteers. Like before even certain ministries even figured out those things should do, people on the spot organized and uh, some Armenian actors who are very much involved in this, they organized and set up this sort of humanitarian aid uh, aspect of it. Um, the cyber sort of cyber army, let's call it, pretty much organized itself in the first day. So everyone is trying to find a niche where they can be helpful and just do something. Like my university is also collecting uh, whatever provision is necessary for the army. So everyone's just trying to be useful in any way they can before they are drafted or maybe they're not. So women, children, everyone is, is uh, motivated to end this as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing that... Uh Armenians throughout the world have just uh, embraced each other, and uh, it seems like uh, you know we don't we don't have we don't have a country. I mean, they all talk it. A lot of countries are saying, "Oh, poor Armenia, poor Armenia." Uh, but you know what? None of you are stepping up. The only ones stepping up are us, and we're helping each other out. And uh, this this is the type of time that uh, we, we have embraced each other and we, we are not looking at uh, having a little conflict between Armenians. Everyone has just uh, worked together. It's And I guess it's like that in our uh, fatherland, motherland country of Armenia as well right now. 
Yeah, everyone feels connected and whatever people are doing uh, in diaspora is pretty amazing too. And let's face it, this is not a war between Armenia and Azerbaijan. This is a war <laughs> between Armenia, Azerbaijan, Turkey and Syrian terrorists, global terrorism in general. And uh, Turkey alone is 80 million. Yeah. Azerbaijan is another 10 million. And we're basically a little over 2 million here. So we want everyone on our side as as many people as we can recruit and you've seen them doing this uh, road blocking in LA in France uh, in other countries and it's it's very uh, inspirational and we gotta keep doing we gotta keep inventing new things because when you do something over and over again you know people start accepting it as normal so there's a lot of things like uh, the other day I heard they will be uh, doing a march where the SpaceX uh, headquarters is because Turkey is buying some sort of a fancy uh, satellite and he's having Elon Musk build it for him. Yeah, I can't believe so we that. Got, we got a, I yeah, can't well, believe that. It's, it's business. And, and you see uh, how much involved Turkey is, how involved Turkey is in worldwide, all this uh, business getting this drone equipment components from other different whole bunch of different countries so we got to take them down one by one that's that's the only thing we really can do and there's some good news like today the french said they want to call eu to finally impose some sanctions on turkey and part of that is their aggression in karabakh yeah yeah and they they seem to like let's let's go back to that fake news again they're hitting big time news like new york times I don't, they got a couple people on their, uh, a couple reporters on their payroll right now that we're trying to expose because that, all they keep writing is negativity on Armenia. Hey, we did not start anything. We're just sitting there. You're the ones attacking yeah. us, and well, I, I don't I don't get this. We are like one of my friends said this. He said, "You know, Armenians to me remind me of like the kiwi bears," and I go, "What do you mean?" And he goes. I mean, you guys are gentle, little furry animals. You guys don't bother anybody. You just want to cling on to your own tree and, you know, enjoy life. And I go, you know, you got something. You got something. Because we're, we're not looking to go out <laughs> and do anything. We're just hanging around doing our own thing. We're not bothering anybody. I, this was part of thousands of years. If there's any... Yeah, well, <laughs> there, there shouldn't be any doubt about it because uh, whoever wins the war and we did win the war in the 90s that's it we winner has it all winner yeah. has no interest it, in reopening a conflict winner is the only one who's guaranteed not to restart it yeah. so uh everyone pretty much knows it but it's the oil money that they have they are buying the truth uh truth in uh, of course brackets they're buying the truth wherever they can and uh i've heard reports of them basically going to uh a lot of uh, Russian news outlets and offering money, and some of them, uh, I know they found a way to not accept the money and and, and continue writing the truth. And very proud of them. But very some, proud of them. Of yeah. course, uh, accepted it, and uh, we just gotta fight it with creativity, with, with truth, and uh, with you know trying to involve everyone we can. If you have a, like a college buddy who works in New York Times, well, you better talk to him. Get on that. Yeah, we, we yeah, have yeah, to get on everything like that. And it's shown to be effective. We just got to keep doing persistently because the news uh, cycle is 
you know, it's very fast and people get sick of hearing the same thing over and over again, but it's not the thing uh, in international media because we still have a lot to, to speak about. Uh, and it, it's been too little of this information because of the election, because of coronavirus and all the other things dominating the cycle. So we haven't uh, sort of hired anyone with uh, Karabakh no. yet. Uh, we even do it too little. But we got to keep on doing despite that you guys have elections, despite that there's coronavirus. Yes, for sure, for sure. So uh, you and Sergey, what, what are you guys, so you guys are, your next segment's going to be about all the fake news that are out there? Yeah, we continue doing the fake news things. We are currently uh, talking about doing like a big Aliyev episode. Like no one in the world knows who Aliyev is. And we sort of been talking about him in the show as things uh, were happening, you know, whenever they were in the news. But now we want to do like a big episode that explains you from the very beginning, shows every big uh, corruption, funny moment, idiotic news that happened during his rule. There's a lot of that. So we want to sort of compress it into one uh, episode that hopefully will be also funny enough so that people can share it because, you know, it's, it's really hard to find the funny these days, but the funny is the thing that guarantees that uh, others will watch it because oh. you know, there is no other reason for like, like an Englishman or a French guy to watch a show about some Ilham Ali from Azerbaijan. Oh. So we got to make it funny for it to be I know, attractive enough. I know this one, and you guys might have already covered it, with him over the map. And he's like checking the map out and saying, this is where my dad was born. And the guy's behind him like, dude, that's that's Armenia. And uh, he's like, that's part of Azerbaijan. And he's like, no, nope. no that's, <laughs> that, that's Armenia, man. Your dad's <laughs> Armenian, bro. <laughs> yeah, his dad was born in Tunic region of Armenia. Uh, of course, he's not Armenian, uh, but. <laughs> Some Azerbaijanis did live there back in the day, and and yeah, that that, uh, that could be like one of the things is kind of overcompensating for, you know, other than the unusually small penis. Uh, <laughs> the dictators they, they need stuff to overcompensate for and go to wars and you know try to yeah. prove themselves. So that could be one of one of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, you guys uh, are a beacon of light for. The Armenian people that are just kicking back and just uh, trying to put a little smile on. And, and you know, for every negative thing out there, there's always something positive that our countrymen and our, even the uh, diaspora, we're, we're doing everything we can. And, uh, you know, hand in hand, we got to embrace and we're making it we're, we're, we're actually repelling them uh, this this yeah, morning. Yeah. This morning, we kicked their ass again. And, uh you know, and how many how many people out there, how many prime ministers' wives and their sons are out there fighting in the front line? What country, what country would have that? I mean, honestly. No. And Not what, too many. It's because we're such a small country and everyone's so involved and you wouldn't find a single person who doesn't have a very immediate little relative who's right there right, right now. Right. And you sort of cling to these little pieces right. of information to, to see if they're doing okay or not. Yeah, so exactly. So it, it really brought us all together throughout continents and stuff. And I'm really grateful because there, there are these uh, 
some initiatives, some campaigns that we start here and they immediately pick up uh, all around the world. And Armenia, you know, Australia, US, you know, Russia, France. wherever, yeah. they all chip in and then we uh, spread this spread this news as much as we can and we just gotta keep this thing burning and uh, accelerating not losing steam and uh folks out there i gotta i'll, I'll speak on uh, behalf of nardic on this too you cannot say i gave last week it's not it doesn't work that way because last week our soldier fought last week our person ate last week or something like that but now they have to eat and they have to do everything this week too you can't you can't say I gave last week or two weeks ago or anything like that. We constantly have to keep this momentum up. We have to keep yeah, this machine by, by rolling. Yeah, by all means, it, it needs to be like uh, you know, like going out to Starbucks and you know, some, something like, like habitual that you do. Because yeah, while it is like it's about 160 billion right now, it sounds like a lot of money, but it's also not uh, enough. Certainly not enough because. Basically, Tipanakert is seriously, seriously, pretty much wiped. So uh, yeah. they got to start renovating and then all this infrastructure. It's billions of dollars we're talking about. Uh, so nothing is enough. We just got to keep doing that. Uh, it's not a one-time thing. You're quite right. Um, and we got to keep, you know, being creative, finding out new ways, new ways Bro. where we can influence local politicians, raise our issues. I gotta tell and, you something. Uh, you're gonna, as much as we can. You're gonna like this. Uh, I was calling the Georgian embassy today, uh -huh. and uh, I was going to act like Bob Sanders of the Seventh Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky, to ask him about. Hey, Bob! Bob from uh, Louisville. Oh, yeah, thank sure you, thank you, man. Can, can you? Can you? Uh, at least I tell you what, Mike. You you be that Georgian. Uh, embassy right now because they did not even okay. give me a minute they they hung up on me two three times and every time i called it went to a quick hang up so here we go you're the georgian embassy all right hello this is the embassy of georgia in united states in washington dc by the way you gotta say washington dc in, in washington dc all right here we go Hey, well, hello there. My name is bob sanders i'm from the seventh baptist church of louisville kentucky how are you we are good. We are Georgia, the country, not the state. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I'd just like to ask you folks right now. You are right now. Uh, our church brought this up. Well, a, a person brought it up in our church. You are now being attacked by Armenia, Turkey, and uh, this Azerbaijan, is that it? Yeah, you. those three are attacking Georgia right now, right? I wouldn't have any information on that. If you want your issue clarified, please stand on the line. I will transfer you to the embassy of China. <laughs> well, I heard that in the, because... You guys are the ones with all the crosses on the flag. So I'm thinking you're all the Christian. You must be that first Christian nation, right? No, that, that's not us. Uh, in fact, we were there were parts of our history when we weren't Christian, and then again we were. But that, that's not what we're talking about right now. Well, uh, well why the hell do you have influence. Christian? Why do you have all those crosses on your flag? Is that like a treasure map, or you could go from one corner to another? There's a spot. That marks the spot there, or what? What's the deal with that? 
you know, Bob, we just wanted you to like us. That's why we put all the crosses <laughs> up there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I do like you. And I wanted to get into this, Narek, and uh, these bastards, they kept hanging up on me, and it wasn't even worth uh, putting it out there. <laughs> so uh, I was going to have a lot of fun with these guys because yeah, I was. I, go- I imagine, but the, yeah, let, let, let's use that energy, like call your congressman and say you're Bob. <laughs> yeah, and, well, uh, I, I'm going to have yeah, to do but- something. I'm going to have to do something. My my big thing with Georgia was I was going to ask him, what, why the hell did you stop ambulances? Why would you stop uh, ambulances yeah. to g- get across? What the hell does an ambulance do? I mean, and how many cargo uh, planes flew over your oh, don't open, uh, your man, area? Man. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting, man. It's disgusting. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's really frustrating. Like they, they they do have a lot of like Turkish business interests over there, but come on, like I I understand. I understand yeah. you're saying you don't want military. I get it, okay? You want to stay neutral on that, but no, you're you, really you, not. You don't want it? You don't want it. Yeah. Serious. No exceptions. Yeah. Once you start making the exceptions, your ar- argument is crap if you make exceptions over it. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and all those ambulances that stood there with tons of equipment, medical equipment, that, uh, and all this stuff that had to get through, and they uh, didn't allow it. I mean, come on, man. Voron had gachak or anchap chentar chink, you know. Everyone knows that you're under Turkey and Azerbaijan's payroll. You like that little oil pipe yeah. going through your backyard. So uh, it drives me insane. But, uh, yeah, that's anyway, that but, to but help. this has also, like this last couple of decades, have shown to be this, Decades of outrage when everyone gets this amplifier and a platform of a Twitter and picks up an outrage about every random thing they they want to like. I don't like this actor in this sitcom. I don't like this uh, ad campaign. It is right. using some nation's cultures. And these things were working all the time for the stupidest of shit. Right. And now we can use this outrage uh, to our benefit, like really use this mechanism. And we've seen outrages work, right? You've seen like actors replaced in TV shows and stuff like that. People fired over some Twitter comment or whatever the hell it was. So let's use this. Let's let's use this devil's tool now and to really start a worldwide outrage about what's happening in Armenia and things that are happening in Armenia are way more serious than everything that happened before and every little outrage that took place uh, on Twitter. And we, we're talking about 30 days of uh, shelling uh, civilian infrastructures, killing civilians, uh, using terrorists, terrorists using the cruelest of um, warfare methods, using banned weapons, uh, using decapitations, yeah. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah. All of this is really, really, really important. So let's make social media work for good, for a change. Yeah. And uh, not just, you know, replacing uh, a cone in an ice cream for a, for a different color <laughs> or something. Like and, that. and you mentioned 30 days. I, I got to tell you, I got 30 days suspension on Facebook. I've been kicked out of Facebook for 30 days. Uh, and that went down. Uh-huh. But it also means you tried, you know. It, it, I, it, I did. Wear it with, I did. Uh, with honor. I did. I, I, I've got a face. I got a Facebook convict on my uh, on my arm. I put a I put a tattoo on it. it says uh, Facebook convict. But they took they took me down. And I want you Armenians out there to uh-huh. know what's going on. Anything that you say, you know what I said, Nanik. I I turned out and said uh, 
uh, that, uh, what did I say? Uh, the Scum Azeris took, uh, they did not honor the uh, ceasefire. That's all I said. Uh-huh. And uh, and then they, <laughs> within five minutes, I got something on uh, Facebook saying you're preaching hate or something like that, and that's not part of this. And uh, and will you accept it? I said no, I'm not going to accept it. Uh, I I did not preach hate. I'm th- these are Zaries are scums, <laughs> and that's what they're doing. And uh, it's a form of genocide what they're doing now. And they did not care at all. So my point, guys, if you're out there. Be aware, if you go to a public forum where there's Azeris and Turks there, be careful on the wording because they can't wait to report you. That's one less Armenian that's out there that will try to get funds. Like, it's my birthday right now. Tomorrow will be my birthday. And I would love to have done this, don- uh, uh, you know what, donate for my birthday for Artsakh and stuff like that. But I can't. Yeah, get, sure. I, I can't do that. I could put it on my messenger, but I don't want all my messenger people, uh, you know, sending yeah. them like uh, I'm asking a handout or something like that. So I got to figure out a way to do this. And uh, it's just all I'm saying is be aware of that, guys. Be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, also, like if I can use this opportunity, a couple of things, how to do it right, sort of like a very brief overview because uh, social media has been rigged for a decade now. Everyone has, every country has their troll factories. Uh, every uh, comment, every post can be reached to an extent that you wouldn't even know who started it and why they started it. So knowing all that, uh, just few key rules. First of all, never pick a fight with an Azeri or in the comments section. Yeah, the You're only not time win, yeah. you can pick a fight if it's under your post, under your comment. Uh-huh. If they post something outrageous, just ignore. Don't put an angry emoji. Because every emoji is a reaction. Every reaction boosts that post up and shows it to even more people. So even if you put angry stuff, you still help them. So uh, make your own post. Have them coming at your post and trying to pick a fight. Because Bravo. then they're working the uh, the other way around and it's actually helping us. And we've seen these things happening over and over again. Because there were posts that like comments under a BBC article that gets like a 10,000 likes. And a part of them, it, it's them who uh, contribute to They come and they start picking fights. So that's one thing. Uh, try to stick to the main media outlets, outlets right. you've known to exist for a while now. Right. Uh, You're right. You're uh, right. Don't be like me, uh, is what Narek is yeah, saying. Uh, if you see a video on YouTube that is anti-Armenian, do, do give, it a, uh, give it a dislike, but don't engage in the comments because Again, once you're in the comments, you're helping this sort of to, uh, to right. spread around. So if you really want to do something actionable, report it. Report That's it. the only way like, to interact with it and have a positive outcome. Every other interaction is still helping them. And so on, on top of that, mind. too. And, and also keep in mind that uh, social media is closed in Azerbaijan. So every Azeri you meet, on the internet, with a few exception of those living in diasporas, is basically state employees who have access, who work for their local KGB or whatever the hell it's called. So those are either not real, those are either bots or uh, state employees. You're not fighting uh, with a real guy from Baku because he has to use a VPN to have access to Facebook. I did not know that. He's a rare animal these days. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, I did not know that. Uh, to yeah. conclude this, I just I got top stories on right now. Uh, ju- I just opened that page up, and on the very top, it says Armenian forces confidently carry out their task on the front line. I mean, that right there concludes on what we talked about, and boom, it just popped up right there that Armenians are kicking ass out there, my friends. We are doing a great job, and uh, again, it from our soldiers, from our diaspora, oh, everyone is holding hand in hand and getting the job done. So thank you so much, Nardik. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Sergey. Everyone is, and ultimately this is the only thing that, uh, sort of dictates everything else. So uh, as long as we're winning there, uh, we can dictate our own agenda. And it's the most important. We've seen all this international organization basically not working. So uh, Is that, that- that's the, the main thing that 99% of what we, we should do. So yeah, everyone get involved and, uh, and happy upcoming birthday, Jono. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm getting too old for this, and uh, I, I try to keep I, it on the low profile. I hope you'll get the best present of all, that fighting will stop on your birthday. Let's oh, dude, that, that, would be, that would be the best present I've ever had. Best present I've ever had. So, And thank you so much. Uh, last year, um, I was kicking back. I had a knee surgery, and you guys had a one big party. Um, what was that party you guys were at? And you guys uh, all said... Uh, uh, hello to me, and that was that was really cool because I I was uh yeah, my knee yeah, was yeah. all stitched up and everything. I was just kicking back, and when I seen that, you guys put a big cheer on me. Uh, I put a uh, big yeah. Smile. I hope you can make it next year. We definitely go to Arctic and have a jingle of huts over there. So uh, I will thank do you that. for this opportunity. Well, let's 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 keep working. Keep thank working you so much. It. Thank you, Nautic, and that's Nautic Margardian with Arm Comedy. Check out the show. When is the show on? Uh, we put a new episode today. It's actually Tuesdays and Fridays now where we do, do this little fake news hunt episode. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, let's let's uh, pray and let's make everything good. Thank you so much, Nari. Thank you. Take, Take care. You. Hey, hey, guys, before I get out of here, one more thing, one more thing. P.S. on this one. I got a friend, uh, Ani Rubenyan, and uh, she's uh, – She's a young gal, and uh, she she reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know what? Can can you put uh, give a little plug out to my uh, foundation that we, we're trying to get going?" And uh, God bless Ani; she's doing a great job with this. She reach she's reaching out to everybody. I think they collected like twenty six, twenty seven thousand dollars already. Uh, but you know what? We need more. We need more. Like uh, myself and Nautic were talking about that th- this doesn't stop on that. You guys got to keep giving. And this is called Medical Equipment for Artsakh. I'll put it on my site. And uh, I'm going to give. And you guys give out there. Try to find sites also that match or double. That's very big. That's huge. If we got corporations out there that are wanting to do something like that, jump on that. Jump on that. All right, my friends. Now, we're done. For sure, there's no Nautic jumping in or whatever. Genats at Kishir Party. We love you guys in Artsakh. We love you, our soldiers out there that are just uh, hunkered down and doing everything you can for us. God damn it. I can't tell you how much you, you mean to us. All right? Take care and God bless. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jano Kabinjian.
Find the show online at ArmeniaProud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at Facebook.com slash ArmeniaProud or Twitter at ArmeniaProud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm.